Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's, What's Your, your Jersey? Jersey Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. And guys, I feel like we're all killing it or trying to. I don't know. We're, I think, our third week into January, and we're, we're holding on, white knuckling those resolutions, maybe. Um, I know I am. I'm trying. I feel like I'm, I'm feeling myself sliding out of it a little bit, but, um, yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone's having a great week so far. And uh, I am excited. We have a returning guest on the podcast. She's a best friend of mine. And she's had a lot of exciting stuff happen already in 2020. Um, so we're going to get all to that. Uh, before we get to that, I just want to take care of some business. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the podcast. Please reach out. I've been hearing from some of you meatballs. I've seen some of you at shows. And I don't know. I love hearing from you. So message me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. Or you could just slide them into my DMs, guys. Um, at Jacqueline Marfuji. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. Let me know what you want to hear here, what guests you want on the podcast, how you're doing. I don't know. Just say hi. Uh, and also recommend the show to your friends because that's the best way to find out about podcasts. I feel like that's how I find out about all my podcasts. Just recommendations from friends, you know, especially when they post and they do a little swipe up. Uh, so yeah, do that. And I think that's about it. I, I have some show dates coming up, which I also post on social media. So you can go there. I know I'm at the Hollywood Improv January 29th, I think, either January 28th or 29th. I'm at the Sand Trap, which if you live in Palm Springs or anywhere close to that on, uh, I think it's January 19th. It's this coming Saturday, 8 p.m. show. Really funny lineup. Um, and yeah, anyway, there's a bunch of shows coming up. So yeah. Also, uh, if you want to work out with me online and you don't live in Los Angeles, guess what? Spoiler alert. I have a promo code. Just go to plyojam.com and use the code shockingly meatballs. It's meatballs, guys. So just M-E-A-T-B-A-L-L-S. And you get 20% off your online workout subscription. It's really fun. Uh, All right. My guest. I love her. We just came from a very long lunch at the Grove. Um, I feel like you had a St. Stassi. Was that your martini? That was your first yeah. martini. Yes. It's the first time they served it in a martini glass. Really? Yeah. No, it's they, always in a martini glass. They served it to me in a pint glass last time. Because <laughs> they know us. <laughs> They're like, she deserves a pint. Yeah. Um, I had an Aperol spritz. I feel like we, we were being a little basic, but that's okay. We, we switched to wine. We wind it up. It we was, made it more basic. We did. <laughs> exactly. Um, guys, you've just seen her on Fox's uh, Flirty Dancing, hosted by Jenna Dewan. And I don't know, you're just a ball of energy and <laughs> sunshine to every room. Haley Hansen, welcome back to What's Your Jersey? Oh, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yes. I flirty danced Mawid back into the podcast. Right? There you go. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we should be dancing while we're doing this. I'm always dancing in my heart. I, Christine Casagrande, who produces a bunch of comedy shows in LA, really wants me to do a show where all the comics are dancing Mm -hmm. while doing their stand up. Okay. I don't know how that would work. Like, after being on Flirty Dancing, do you think that's like even possible? I mean, if they were just moving while doing their set and it wasn't choreographed? Yeah. 
I feel like they would just start doing one move, like repetitively. That's one. It just depends on what she wants. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know either. But I feel like also if it was choreographed to their set, that could be cool. And it'd be be a great job for you because it marries the two things you love. Where if it's like they're telling a story and like they have to act out, like dance act out to their set. Where like you have to use their set as research to choreograph something that could be very fun. I feel like we need to do the show. I feel like they need to have instead of them dancing it out, they should there should just be a backup dancer. Like there should just be dancers around them acting it out. Like interpretive dance based off yeah. of their stuff. Or it could be like dance improv. Yes. So it's not planned. And then like as they're saying their set like we are, I mean, somehow I'm involved now yeah. and we are just dancing <laughs> to what they say. Like if they're like, and then she kicked me out and then we're like, kickball change, kickball change. Kick, kick, oh my God, kick. that would be so And funny. like, I don't know, just something fun. That's just me making it up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she wants. You know, we, you know, we should schedule a meeting, there have her go. meet us at the Grove. All the meetings. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, there, I feel like there's lots of funny, there's like always I love comedy shows that try to do a theme or try to kind of like blend ideas of different talents. Yeah. They're more um, exciting. Yeah. It's always fun. Well, always to us. And it's come- always a shit show too. Like, yeah. And the funny like comes out of people fucking up. Yeah. And I also, like. but I also feel like a lot of shows will be like, we have this idea, but we're not going to like make you do it. So I feel like the more commitment to it and like, it has to be like strong commitment to it and making people do it. Oh, yeah. So I feel like if you're going to make people dance, then they have to dance. They definitely have to dance and do their set. Yeah. Um. So I wanted Haley to come on the podcast because you just got off of filming yeah. Flirty Dancing Yeah, the on episode Fox. came out on the first. It was like New Year's Day was yeah. my episode, episode two. Um, It's still available on Hulu, also on Fox Online, Fox On Demand. It's The title of the episode is Cy and Bo. Cy and Bo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Cy, like C-Y? Yes. Okay. And B E A U Bo Bo, yes, it's very fun. I'm in the second half of the episode, so if you start watching it, be like, I think I got the wrong one. But I also got to watch it. Sorry. <laughs> I also got to watch it at Size House when uh, it premiered. Uh-huh. She invited me. We have a good little group. All the flirty dancers are on like a group chat. We all found each other on Instagram, and now we're in like a group chat, and we've all like we do these little meetups. And it's very fun. It's a very supportive group to be a part of. And everyone likes dancing. So now I have like this new kind of like fun, (laughs) flirty, no, like not even joking, very flirty, fun group of friends that like to dance that I can go out with. And we have another meetup coming up and it's a great community to be a part of. And we're all, we were all very, we all kind of enjoyed dancing, but none of us were like really professional professionals. That's what I feel like a lot of people were wondering. Because even yeah. like when I was watching it with my parents, they were like, we didn't know Haley was a professional dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have like some experience like growing up, like, you know, the basic classes that kids take. And then I can hold my own, you know, in a show here and there with like theater stuff. But I was always like, oh, probably a stronger singer. And I'm a very good choreographer. I'm very like, I'm a director. And I like, you know, I I have ideas and I'm good at like staging things. Yeah. And I have a good eye. And I can always like, show what I want a little bit with my body. But I and I, you know, I can keep up I have the experience and I can learn but I'm not like, I am definitely not a professional dancer. And I definitely have not done this stuff for years. Because like, when I was probably doing the most dancing was in high school, which we don't need to say how long ago that was, <laughs> but it's definitely, you know, very long ago. Um, so yeah, 
And so it's funny because like, I think that's about the same experience a lot of these people have, or like if they were professional dancers, like, like the other girl that was in my episode, like was in a terrible injury and like, she like broke her leg or something. And like she, the first question she asked the doctors was like, will I ever dance again? Yeah. Um, which I wanted to hear more about that story on the episode. And, um, I'm going to get to meet her actually this week oh my God, in person. So cool. I'm really excited because I want to know more about that story and like what she's doing now, but it kind of like things always happen for a reason in my opinion because it's like now she's kind of transitioned to an entirely different career and it seems to be her calling um from what i've talked to her online about Mm -hmm. i don't think they really showed it in the episode but but she was a phenomenal dancer on in the episode yeah she's exquisite yeah she's got you can tell she has like i mean mike like we had the same choreographer but like my choreographer was like what are you doing with your hands (laughs) and i was like what do you mean she's like okay well we're gonna record this and then you go home and watch that video and you tell me if your hands make you comfortable because <laughs> they, they're not making me right. comfortable <laughs> and i'd like watch it and i go oh oh i don't know what i'm doing that's the worst having to watch yourself back on i mean everything else was fine but my hands made me look amateur oh my god because they would just because there wasn't like something for them to do yeah they're just kind of floating in space. Doing a lot of hand work and they weren't even like a lot of people i think have like the raptor hands or the t-rex i don't they weren't even that they were like spaghetti arms they were like just kind of floating <laughs> in space well one of the things i wanted to know i feel like you manifested this show and this is one of the big things we're going to talk about today is like manifesting what actually sparks joy for you and what you're actually meant to do in life so can you kind of tell the meatballs like the journey to doing flirty dancing and how you got this yeah i think i'm not sure if it was the last time i was on the show or a couple podcasts ago i was um talking about how i like made this big jump and i was going through a breakup and i just kind of shook up my life and i think i was also just like but i think it's what i'm supposed to do and i'm not sure but i'm just trying and i think i've come a long way since then and just being more confident that i made the right choice and um where i'm at now is like i have completely made space in my life to do things that make me happy. And that's all that I was looking for then. But I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even know what really like made me necessarily happy. I just knew I had to make a change. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to explore all the different things that truly made me happy. And like, things that used to make me happy didn't make me happy anymore. So I've always loved to dance like and be silly and just move my body in the privacy of my own home, though. Like, I like to dance when I wake up and, like, get ready. It makes me have a good day. Morning, mirror, dance, yes. guys. You should do it if you don't know what that if is. If it makes you happy. If it makes you... Yes, that's yeah. the thing. I feel like I, like, throw, like, yeah. demands at you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. But a morning mirror dance is the best way to kick off your day. I think just, like, moving your body in general, like, it may not... Like, you may be tired or, like, it doesn't feel good at first, but, like, if you keep doing it a little bit longer and like push through just getting that blood pumping like it does create endorphins and you do start feeling more positive and like you're dancing probably to your favorite song right like what's your favorite morning mirror dance song right genre well right now well it changes all the time but i mean i love like a good like early 90s or like 80s poppy like i don't know right now i'm really into the blinding light song by the weekend have you heard that song is that the newer one by like, the weekend? Dun, 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 because it has an 80s vibe. You just to turned it. it into a show tune. <laughs> well, that's how it kind of starts, but it has that 80s, like. Yes. I like that. Um, so one. every morning I like, I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed and I'll just like play it. And then I'm like, like just pulsing my pelvis, like <laughs> to the cover in the covers. I'm like, fine, I'll get out of bed and dance. <laughs> and my dog's like, oh, I'm not getting out of bed. Not for this shit. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> and she just 
curls up and takes over the whole bed and watches me like side eyeing me the whole time. And then as soon as I finally like put pants on, she's like, okay, fine. Are you gonna let me pee? Yeah. Cause I've been holding it all night. <laughs> we need to go. Uh, Mine is Aerosmith. Like I like, oh, walk this way or sweet ooh, motion. Crazy. Yeah. They're yeah. all really good yeah. ones to start your day with. There's so many good. I mean, like it just depends on your mood. Cause then I'll go through, I go through so many phases of like, ugh. Not this, not this, not that. Mm. I'm always looking for new stuff, but then I like don't want new stuff if I don't know it. Yeah. It has to be just like, you have to, have, I don't know. It, things, you just have to be in the right mood. Yeah. So you so, were just so yeah, dancing. So, I was, so like, I like doing that. I've always done that. I grew up with like the mirrored closet doors. Yes. And I've always like, I'll be like, to my, I mean, as far back as I can remember, I'm like, I'll be in my room dancing to my parents. And just like, it just always brought me joy. Like it just was something I would just do. And it's also, I think it's a really positive thing. Like body image, po- like it helps you just like learn how you move and get more comfortable in your skin. And I've been like five, nine since I was like 11. I don't know how, well, I mean, so I've been the giant of the school and just to have that, like, who cares if I'm tall? I like feel good. Yeah. Or, and then, like, as you start going through puberty, being like, I'm sexy because I can dance and I feel sex, or like just starting to own your sexuality as you're going through puberty. It was a way to kind of explore that, but through dance. But also, I'm like super silly and super dorky when I dance. Mm-hmm. So, like, to find my own way through all that was through dance. And I, but not in a public space so much. Yeah. Mine, I, mean, I feel like it was more public. Yeah. And like, yeah. I did do like, I did, I was in show choir and I choreographed stuff and I would like, but it would be like super dorky way because they'd be like, choreograph this song for cats. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. I let everybody lick behind your ear and like, well, perfect. I can put my. That's what was wrong with the movie. They needed you yes, to choreograph. They really did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it? I want to go. I, I want to really like, do shrooms for my first time ever. And go I've see never it. done shrooms. We should do them oh together in the go see cat. But we need like someone to like babysit us because I don't know if we've never if we've never done it and then we're just lost in the movie theater for hours. That's true. Um, That's but yeah, okay. so yeah, so that was something I knew brought me joy. I love to sing. I love to like. I don't have like aspirations to be like a professional singer, but I know I like to do that. And um, and I like learned enough about chords and music to like play some piano and sing along for myself there was that and then I everyone if you ask anybody that I grew up with what they think I should be doing with my career they're like why aren't you acting Mm -hmm. or why aren't you pursuing that which I used to have a very um rehearsed answer to when I was in corporate stuff and working behind the scenes and then I just kind of gave into that because I'm like why aren't I doing that that's what I did when I was a kid so that's kind of what led me. Yeah. And it's funny because did you, I don't know if you listen to the Lacey Phillips episode, the to be magnetic, that was all about manifestation. And one of the biggest things that we talked about was like listening to your inner child mm-hmm. and like, what did everyone tell you you were really good at when you were like seven or eight years old? Like what came naturally to you? What made you happy? And I feel like you finally started listening to that again. Right. And I think what was hard for me was that um, when I was nine years old, I had a production company and I also like produced and directed. And I would like every summer, everyone's like, yay, school's out. We can just watch TV or like swim. And I was like, no, I need to, I need to like get everyone back together. I hated when school was out because I was bored. Mm -hmm. And I, so I, my mom, I would cry the last night of school every, and I'd be like, ah, and she's like, well, what do you want to do about it? And then she helped me put together this whole thing called Backyard Productions. Mm -hmm. And I would invite certain people we'd draw up these letters it was like basically offer letters 
because I worked in business and legal affairs and I would like draw up contracts basically. Uh-huh. And it would be like, we invite you from these days to these days to play this role. Um, oh my God. When you were nine? Nine, I started it and I did it all the way up until I was 13. So every summer I had a production. Uh, some years it was a play, some years it was video. So some yeah. years, and then we've lost all of those videos because, you know, technology back then was atrocious. Oh my gosh, I to find all the videos. Yeah. Um, and so I did that every, and it gave me a purpose. So I, I think it was hard because I knew to listen to that child, but also that child had a lot of things. So I went to producing school and then I was like, should I direct? Should I write? Should I costume? Mm-hmm. Should I be the star? Because I also made myself the lead of all of those As things. As one would. As one would when you're nine. When I started nine. also just playing the side person because there was way too much to do once I got older. Yeah. But like the first one was Newsies and we just ran around into cartwheels. And then every song that had us singing, I was like, I'll be singing this one, guys. Oh, God. You guys do what cartwheels behind me. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. They were like, we don't know what's going on. We're just happy we have somewhere to go with a pool. Yeah. No. Um, so that all translates, I feel like, to what you're doing yeah. now. But it was always hard to kind of digest that because I knew that that was a piece of it. And I'm like, well, as a kid, I was also very like into everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like the jack of all trades, master of none. And I've pri- I pride myself now on still being I call myself the Jill of all trades. I don't think that there's anything wrong in being good at everything. It's now it's like honing in on like, OK, just because you're good at things. What do you really love doing? What mm-hmm. do you what do you want to do day to day? And it's like now like taking it even further to being like not just job wise or not just like what you know but like do you like 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 even further like I know I want to um I want to make a decision every day about something creative or I want to do something with my hands every day like just these little tinier like break just keep breaking it down breaking it down breaking it down and that's what I've been focusing on I'm still working on it but I think I'm going to get there more and more to maybe like create my own job or I don't have to pick mm-hmm. and that's the so now I'm at this place where like I think it was like eight months ago now this summer basically I was like I'm going to just focus on commercial acting so like let's just take the leap because now I've created space in my life that I have these flexible jobs I'm doing well that I like all my jobs. I love doing them all, but I also can create space for creative stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to focus on commercial acting because it seemed a little less daunting than just saying I'm an actress and just jumping full into a career that everyone else has been out here struggling and doing forever. And it's insulting to speak. Like, I'm doing that too now. <laughs> um, it to each his own. Yeah. But yeah. also just felt like I'm just doing a commercial because I also felt like that was a little lighter for me. It's what I wanted to start with. And within like a month, I got a commercial agent because I was manifesting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, started going out. It's been great. How are you manifesting? Like, what would you do? Uh, like more like mantras of just like, I'm like, I was like, I want to get an agent. I want to get an agent that understands my needs or my wants. I don't want to be going out for hot girl number four. I want to be playing moms. I'm of the age now where I can play moms and that excites me. Mm-hmm. And it feels less stressful now than it ever has when I was younger. Like, I don't want to compete with all the hot, hot girls. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't want to play in that game. You guys have it. Yeah. You know, and that's like not my job. And, yeah. And like, if I wanted to like talk to somebody about all of that, I didn't want them to be like, yeah, sure. We're, you're signed. I wanted to have a conversation. So I was like, I, and I like kept saying it out loud. Okay. Or I kept writing it. And I feel like when you finally, and like the more I would write, the more specific I would get. Cause I'd be like, nah, that's not quite it. Cause I'd be like, I want an agent. Well, I want an agent that has this. Well, I also want an agent that also has regular acting jobs, not just commercial in case I really get into this. And then I kind of want to do it all. So then I, I, you know, I started really, 
every time I'd write something down, I'd add more and more. So then the list becomes longer and longer. I mean, you should see my freaking next boyfriend list. It's like a, <laughs> it took up a whole book. I have a list I found in my phone that I had made probably like four or five years ago. And it's just funny because when you do put those intentions and wants down, I mean, the main squeeze has most of that stuff yeah. that's on the list. And subconsciously, like I definitely wasn't going through a checklist when we met. No. But it's just, I feel like that's what you kind of attract into your life when you really are specific and you put it out there. Yeah. Well, because I think you don't know what you want. And then when you start really realizing it, and then once you realize what you want, it's like easier to spot when it's right in front of you. Totally. Or it's been in front of you the whole time and you didn't even know it because you didn't know you wanted it. And I think there is something to say about dating a lot and being on apps and like trying testing the waters. And that's there's a reason why you have to put yourself out there mm -hmm. when it comes to that or getting jobs, because that helps you narrow down. OK, I don't I don't want that. Yeah. Or like I definitely need that in my life or like this doesn't work or you can spot signs in someone. And you're like, that didn't yeah. work for me. You know? Well, so to, to sum it all up, like I've been in this great place of like creating creating freedom for fun stuff getting to audition and then um so yeah so i've been like self-submitting to stuff my agent's been sending me out on random stuff i love my agent he was the best he's like yeah well now you just got he's like you're a mom i get it i'm gonna send you out on mom stuff he's like decide what kind of mom you want to be i'm like what do you mean he's like do you want to be a hot mom like a real housewife's mom you want to be a western mom you want to be a mom that's so always drunk i'm like it's not the same as real housewife mom he's like nah think about like a mom that's just like drunk i mean like i don't know what time to pick up my i'm like i still feel like that's a real housewife mom but i don't really watch the show and he's like he's like just do some research and make some character choices. And then I got really into like, I had taken uh, one improv class. He's like, do all the improv classes. That's what commercial people want to see, which was like furthering my feeling of like getting into something that I felt like I liked and I'd always wanted to do, but like having someone tell you, you should do it to do something else. Yeah. So then I'm like, great. Somebody says I have to do this. So now I know where to save my money, what to save my money for. And now I'm like, you know, three classes in and different things. And I love it. And I keep meeting people that are like the same mind of me or like just more creative people like me that inspire me. And I feel like living in L.A., it's hard because I'll meet people that are just like, I just have to be skinny and I just have to like be on the right diet. And I'm like, cool. Well, I'm going to eat French fries. And yeah. I just don't know how to like, I mean, that's totally outside stuff and I don't even care about any of that. I'm friends with lots of people on diets and it doesn't matter, but I'm just meeting people that are like, do you want to write a sketch? They're I have like a funny idea and they actually want to do it and like, we'll just do it. And it's amazing. And I think what you're saying for people that aren't actors or anything, just like start a hobby that you, like you might meet like-minded people at. When if I would have just been like, I don't know, or I'm not sure I would have not like I would have never met these people and like I would have never known and like it's just amazing to me like how much of a life I've like my life is so much different than it was like two years ago a year even a year ago even you know 10 months ago and so I and then also just like putting myself out there with dating just putting yourself out there in general trying things that scare you was my last year's new year's resolution okay what was, was like here uh we'll get into it there's okay. several things that yeah. So last year was like, if it scares you, try it and keep trying it till it doesn't feel so scary. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard because I really, really have like physical reactions to things that scare me. Like I throw up. And so I, um, 
So yeah, so like one of the things that scared me was like auditioning was really scary for me, putting myself in front of other people. I started having anxiety in college at auditions. And then also just like this improv idea of improv and doing improv was like really nauseating to me, but I really wanted to do it. So those were all things that I did this year. And then also just like going, getting back out there in the dating world in a real way versus just like, I don't know, just kind of like getting free dinners from people I didn't care about. So, um, so yeah, so I kind of, I had a lot of wine one night and I saw on somebody's post, I don't even know, I think it was like a Facebook like casting group I'm a part of that was like, are you single? Do you like to dance? And I was like, I'd had way too much wine. I'm like, um, that's a me. <laughs> like literally like so confident because of like I'm at home in my safe place and I'm just like, you know, a couple glasses of Salvi B and I'm like, um, that's is somebody playing a prank on me? So I filled out the application and thought I was being so funny. And I got a call the next day and went them over with my insane personality and all my ideas about love because I was still not really fully uh, embracing being back in the dating world. Like I, I had, I've been on dates. I've dated people. But it's just like the idea of finding someone for real wasn't yeah. like I didn't even. I guess I guess I like wasn't even thinking about it being a serious thing for me yet. Like I was like, this isn't a possibility really yet. And then I went on this show and it started getting really real. <laughs> How? Like the when I met Jenna, she's like in five minutes of meeting me, she's Jenna like Jenna Dwan. Yeah. Okay. She's like, Do you use comedy um to deflect feeling something sincere with someone? Or like just to protect yourself from getting your heart broken. And I was like, what? And just almost started crying immediately. But I was like, please don't cry. This is your first freaking day on set. <laughs> and I was like, what did you just say? And also, like, how did she get that from, like, basically, they were, like, trying to teach me a little choreography. And then this really cute young kid, Vlad from Dancing with the Stars, came out. And I didn't know he was coming out. I didn't know what was happening because he was so young and so cute. And his hips were so flexible. And that <laughs> flustered me. And I didn't feel like I was deflecting. But I also like just like forgot the move they just taught me and was like, what? Uh. And then they're like, and then she said that. And I was like, no one's ever said that to me. And no one's ever brought that up. And I think she hit a nerve because I think I have been doing that. And I definitely probably did that before I was in my last relationship. I've probably been doing that my whole life. I wonder if you did that in your last relationship, though, because he was a comedian. So you probably couldn't use comedy to deflect. I think that just like for sure, since we broke up two years ago, that's all I've been doing because I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm not ready. I felt like not ready or I just I haven't even felt that strongly about anyone. So it didn't matter to me. But like I didn't in that moment, I was like, that's stupid. Like this wasn't even a thing. Like this guy was just like out of nowhere and his hips were so loose. Like I, in my mind, I like built up an excuse for it. But then throughout the rest of the week, that stuck with me. And I was just like so emotional. Really? It's also PMSing the entire week, which not fun the to be on a dance. of filming. Yeah. <laughs> not fun to be on a dance show. Not fun to be exper- like talking about your personal dating life. While you're like, I don't know, but can I have some chocolate? <laughs> I mean, they didn't. And luckily, none of it made the air. I know. I was so I was because so excited. I, I was kind of like with you through a lot of the I experience. Texting everyone like, cry it again. Yeah. And I I was I was almost worried because I felt like every time I talked to you, you said you were like had cried that so day emotional. and you were so emotional and whatnot. Not that I was worried. I think it would have all been a beautiful story, but it would have been a yeah. different story. Yeah. You are your authentic self throughout the entire thing. 
Um, it definitely would have been a different story, but I think it was great how you came off. Like you were the Jill of all trades. You were really funny and goofy, but also stunning. Like everyone <laughs> literally was like, holy fuck. Like I got so many DMs from people just being like, Haley looked gorgeous. Like you just lit up the screen. I was like, get this girl a fucking contract with Revlon. Like, <laughs> What's funny is that by the time we did like the dance night, like we'd been rehearsing all week and I'd been filming and stuff. I think I just like finally had it with like my emotions and the PMSing. I maybe I had started my period, who knows? But like I was waiting. It was like 9 p.m. before we did like the run through in this space, and then we were filming the next day the dance. <laughs> I was like, I'm. I was like starving. We I had been doing all this other stuff. And I was like, I'm really hungry. Like I just I know you don't need me for a while. Like can I go grab food? They're like, No, we can't let you leave set, but we'll go get you something. What do you want? And they were like only offering like what was on the pier, mm-hmm. which I mean, what are the choices? Like Bubba Gump shrimp. Yeah. Well, they didn't offer that. Uh, so I had my very first pier burger. Oh, which I didn't even know that existed there. Nope. And I used to work right there. No clue. Um, so, yeah. So I had a burger the night before being on the big <laughs> that big thing that's in all the promos, the dancing. Yeah. And then what's funny is that when I got home from that night, I definitely had a giant burrito. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I love that I've been like. So good, like yeah. on camera, you know, eating well, which is always one of my, I, that's, I mean, that's never been a New Year's resolution for me because that's never going to change. Like, yeah. I just try to not to, I just try to eat well or just try to cook for myself. Those are the only goals I can make for myself because I just know that. Yeah, strict. I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Like I even have, like on it's the last just... podcast, I, I was talking about being plant-based and like trying all that. And I've snuck in some ground turkey and I was also trying to like not drink at all. And that's just unrealistic because then I start like drinking weird shit. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to drink wine. So I literally drank like beer yesterday, which I never do. Like, it's like, no, you just need to learn, like limit yourself a little bit. <laughs> well, so Moderation. In, in my mind, in like the episode, it was going to be like me just looking like all these different people, like, like being like, uh, you know, you know, like, 10 pounds heavier in like certain scenes <laughs> when I was like, you know, just binging or just being PMS and then like because we had shot some stuff in October when we were doing my package. Yeah. That I was and then I like definitely was like eating well and I was working out a lot then that I was like that'll be really funny if like by fluctuate because I fluctuate like 10 to 20 pounds no problem and that's just my body and that's how it's always been I'm like that's gonna be really funny if that shows on the show they're gonna be <laughs> like, like wait 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 this? which girl's that one <laughs> wait how many people is he dancing with <laughs> so I want to know these are certain questions that people had asked okay. me about your experience um were you starstruck by meeting like Jenna Dewan or Hannah who's like a Beyonce dancer mm-hmm. like what was it like meeting all these people who are kind of icons in the dance field so I don't I didn't know who any of the people were. I mean, I knew who Jenna Dewan was, um, but I was not starstruck at all because of my previous job and like meeting. I get more starstruck by like directors and writers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just like working for like, you know, over eight years and for like company, you know, production companies and meeting so many people for so long, you just realize that they're just stars. They're just like us. They're just like us. And I think that. I've always gone like the opposite direction of like being starstruck of being like almost being not mean, but just being like, whatever. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to bother anyone because I feel like they're so used to being bothered that I always just err on the side of like, I'll just talk when I'm talked to if they have a like, so I just, I was, but, but my experience with her was that she's very, very genuine Mm -hmm. and she's like 
so nice. And I really felt like she really wanted to find me a soulmate, like in our interview, like I like leaving that conversation. I'm like, she saw me. She called me out on something I didn't know that I was doing. And now I have something to work on. And also I felt like she really, really was hoping that I would find love. Yeah, I feel like that genuinely came through while you watch the show and you see her like watching all the dancers and stuff. And she's like the craziest eyes I've ever seen. Like, like there's so many colors going on inside of it. And I feel like on camera, you can't see all the like, yeah, she's very, very pretty, especially for how pregnant she is. Oh, um, I (laughs) want to know whatever. I I think she's still pregnant. Well, when? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, were you nervous about like memorizing all the choreography or like, what was that like? The, no. were, you, were you guys able to like mess up and like retake? Like what? Yeah. Cause that to me would be so nerve wracking. Well, so that on like back, that kind of goes with the other question too. So I didn't know who anyone was, but I knew people were professional. I knew everyone was a professional. Yeah. And then when Jenna had introduced me to my choreographer, she's like, this is Catherine. She's an Emmy nominated choreographer. And that, that's why we were, while the cameras were rolling, I'm like, she's like, aren't you excited? I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I've watched shows, but I don't focus on the choreographers as much. Like, I know, like, who I knew who Travis Wall was because he was a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. Who then started cho- choreographing. And I knew certain things like that. But then, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of time to watch certain things. So, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, so then I'm like, oh, great. And then as soon as like we caught and we were like kind of like walking and like just like, that was great. And like everyone's like, well, we can't wait to work with you later or whatever. Yeah. I was like, what did you win an Emmy for? And she's like, crazy ex-girlfriend. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, you know, all the UCB people like I'm taking classes there. I love that. Like and she goes, that's where I went. And I'm like, well, then that's why they paired us together. Like we're perfect match. Like and so I wished that I knew that or like that they said that or something because my true organic excitement to meet her or work with her was like after rolling but yeah. it's fine because I didn't show any of it on camera anyway which is what we're learning what I'm learning about reality is like how little I mean we filmed so much yeah for so little but I think they just also had to decide what they were doing what tone of the show and where they wanted to go with it and that's completely normal and great um, and I'm very happy with my edit but it's just funny because like me and her like just really got along and she was such a great choreographer she teaches you like it's basically like having a glass of wine and her just like telling you about her life and like you somehow learned to dance like she's got a really cool laid-back style of like it's not intimidating she's like and then a beep and then a bop and then you got it (laughs) and like she's like super like just great energy and then because you're like my because i'm the girl and then the my male dance partner was vlad from dancing with the stars he's such a good dancer like i knew i had like, I felt a pressure for myself to, like, be at his level or, like, I wanted to impress him or just keep up with him. Yeah. That, like – and then also I impressed myself. Like, I was like, oh, I still remember how to do a someone else's dance. And I was going to your plyo jams, like, the weeks leading up to that. Like, <laughs> I, was I was like, why is Haley I'm like, so I just need to remember how to do other people's choreography and not just mess around in my freaking bathroom. It's tough. And it's tough. And – um. Yeah. And then Hannah was my, the girl. So, cause she had been practicing with the guy. And so she comes in and be like, it's, and we'll be like, it's more like this and less like this. Cause she knows how he's moving. Oh, okay. And like, that's what her purpose is. Or she'll show me how to do a move in the lesson and then I'll do it and follow her. And like, yeah. So it, it's all to help cat, like the choreographer 
because she'll like she'll teach it and then they'll run it with me over and over. But she still always was there. Kat was there the whole time. I thought that like she was just there for I thought it was going to be like the choreographer was there for camera. But like really, these two assistants are going to be rehearsing with me. But Kat was at every rehearsal. That's so cool. And it was really fun. And like we kind of had this little like bonding thing. And then, yeah, and it's just funny, like, because then, like, suddenly they're gone. And then, like, I never see them again. I'm like, my family. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but then it wasn't until, until I think it was, like, I went on Instagram maybe halfway through. And I'm like, well, shit. Like, these people are legit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, well, like, I didn't know Hannah. I didn't know who they oh, were. Oh, I was getting so excited when you were telling me I was like, And, like, Jackie, of course, knows who everyone was. But I was, like, they were introduced as Hannah and Vlad to me. I don't know yeah. who they are, what they do. And... I don't really stalk people on Instagram or like think to do that stuff, especially because like you don't really have your phone out. You're like not supposed to post media. And like, I didn't think about like how you can post it later. I didn't, I'm not a, I'm not a pre-planner like that. I just was like, we're not allowed to. So keep the phone in the car. Yeah. And so I didn't think to do any of that. And then by the time you get home, you're just sleeping and trying to eat all your burritos. (laughs) Were you really buying into the, the idea of like actually meeting someone on this show like that's what i was wondering about so i think like during all the interviews before i was um selected to actually be a contestant or a cast member um i think in my mind i was very realistic about it and i was like i mean it'll be good exposure or yeah it'll be fun to dance and work with professionals and stuff like, what guy is really going to, like, go on here? That'd be a good match. And then, like, but I was also kind of like, well, whatever guy does sign up, like, at least he'll be outgoing. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. That's on my list in my my long book of things is, like, I want someone that tries new things or puts themselves out there. But what are the odds, you know? Yeah. And then as the week went on and after seeing that the choreographer that they picked for me was such an ideal match for me, I started. And because you're like worn out from the rehearsals and kind of like all the questions and like really just having them. And then because Jenna asked me that question, she was so spot on on what I needed to work on. You were like, I started my like I started not sleeping. And then I was also tired and emotional that like I didn't sleep at all before me that the day before the dance date, like before I met the guy, because I was thinking like, I'm going to meet my husband tomorrow. Like I started really losing it in my my in my like reflection of it now. Yeah. But I think this is what you should be feeling. That's what the show's based on. You want to be feeling these things. Yeah. And I like, I'm very um, rational and realistic normally, especially when it comes to something that's in production, because I've usually been on the opposite side making people feel, feel like this. Yeah. But I'm like, but I felt, uh-huh. I'm like, they can't produce me. And then day one, I'm like bawling. <laughs> I'm like, been produced. <laughs> but like, I'm like literally crying, like being like, this is my, and like talking to my dog being like, Tomorrow night, tomorrow night, I'm going to be bringing home your stepdad. Like, insane. Also, I'm funny because I'm like, that's how I talk to my dog. I always try to get her hopes up. Yeah. And I just was like, like trying to picture who this person's going to be that's going to like suddenly see me or like when I walk up, what's it going to be like? Also, they ask you that in a million different ways every single day during the week so i'm like this has been like programmed in my brain oh my God. and i couldn't sleep because then i'm like what if it's one of cat's friends from crazy ex-girlfriend which is such an <laughs> insane thought and they go well, what if it's like i don't know and then i was like should i go on instagram and see which one's single and like i don't even know if i could tell and then i'm just like no don't do that that's insane yeah and then i'm like why would it be and then i'm like 
because they can dance. <laughs> like so funny. Because you, yeah. And then my lack of sleep was really like what was that? Then, that's a torture tactic for anyone. Yeah. And then I was like, what if it's a professional athlete? Because they kept asking me about certain questions in the interview process. Yeah. Like, could you ever de- date a professional athlete? Could you deal with the schedule? Like, just trying to get a vibe of, like, what kind of guys I would be into. So and was the guy what you expected? Not at all. <laughs> just because of the questions that they were like, I was like, I don't really have a type, but they were, like, feeding me stuff. So they're like, what about tall dog and handsome? I'm like, oh, for sure. Yeah. So when I, I feel s- like that's everyone's type. Well, yeah. So then when I saw someone that was, like, not that much taller than me, blonde and You're- blue-eyed, I guess he was tan. <laughs> I was just a little, like... Well, that's literally none of the things that I like. I went over every other possibility (laughs) in my mind all night and didn't sleep. And that's the one that I didn't come up with. So I was kind of terribly disappointed just because of because I set up myself to be disappointed. Yeah. Like where I should have just kept in my mind, whatever it is, it's going to be fun to dance. And that's all I had gone into it doing. Like I and like and so I was just kind of like, but then the dance was really hard because it's really hard to dance with someone that's that professional all week and really nail it. Because I learned the dance in the first day. So then all the rest of the rehearsals was just fine tuning and just getting it down and then adding little flares and then like getting my hands not to look weird okay. or like just adding and then adding my personality to it. So like I had the steps in the first day and then it was just like fine tuning and fine tuning and getting good and then getting up to his le- like getting up to the professionals level. Okay. And so then doing that dance with a totally different person that I had never done it with after rehearsing so much with somebody who's on Dancing with the Stars and has done ballroom his whole life. It was almost like um, like somebody's flying a plane who's never flown a plane before. Mm-hmm. And it was jarring to me. Like it was like I felt scared and I felt nervous and I felt unsafe. Like I Like we didn't do it almost like any of the little dips or like I didn't trust him at all because I didn't like even just like from the beginning, like a few steps were missed. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do any of the stunt stuff then. Yeah. And it's like no reflection on the guy whatsoever. It was just like it's like that show. I feel like it's like that's a piece of it that is like, well, if you've been working with like these insanely professional dancers all week and then you're you're suddenly back to your level. (laughs) But you've never rehearsed it together. But the people that nail it. Yeah. That's who falls in love. Really? Well, yeah, it's a chemistry thing. The people that that, trust. The people that trust. The people that like are on each other's level. Like those are people that are still dating. Yeah. So give us some backstory because you said you're in contact with a lot of the people that were on the show. So the people in my episode that are at the beginning, her name is Sai. She she was the picker and she danced with two men. She is still dating but it's so funny. We were all out and she like, they like can't keep their hands off of each oh other. Oh my God. No, They're I love so that. They're so in love. It's also the dance at the Lackman, the lights. It's been like all over the media. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And they both have kids. I just, and he's so funny. It's so funny because it's like, I wouldn't ever expect him to sign up for, to do a show like that. So like that, there's a lot of people on the show. Like there's an ex um, baseball player. He'll be on tonight actually on the Wednesday night tonight show uh, the fourth episode okay yeah um so yeah so there i was like well this def like this def- defies what i was expecting like the type of guys that would have signed up you know like what i was originally thinking so like i was right to kind of like fall for it all mm-hmm. it just was like my person wasn't the right person for me which is you know if you haven't watched it 
I don't want to be a spoiler alert, which is fine because he wasn't feeling it either. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine because I actually like ended up falling in love with my choreographer and like I was I fell in love with my dance team and I like made a bunch of connections with people on the crew. And like if I didn't say like that last year's goal was like put yourself out there, try things that you enjoy, like just like kind of vague ideas then I don't think I ever would have been like, yeah, let's do this. Because I've also been very like judgmental about reality TV my yeah. whole life. Like I just watched The Bachelor for the first time the Colton season. Okay. Like I just started watching it. You should watch Peter's just for the comedic relief. Well, I, I mean, I haven't watched any since, but it's like, it's like why, like I don't know why I thought that it was like bad. I don't really know what I was thinking. I think it's because I know people that work in it and I know that it's mani- like there's some manipulation or editing or... yeah. I don't know what I thought, but it was like such a joy to be in and like what a blessing that I met all these people and they're super supportive and like new friends, new friends and you don't know what opportunities are going to come from it. So what do you, I just loved it and I just love that. I just love that I put myself out there. So is that the biggest takeaway for you? It was really hard and like, uh, it was really, really hard for me and we talked about it a lot like. Um, during the like during you know the little check ins and stuff was like is this hard to be in front of the camera instead of behind it really and I was like yeah and I didn't know it was gonna be that hard because here I am like going to auditions and like I'm not I you know I hadn't booked anything but I'm going I'm I, I'm like just starting to kind of get out there but I like this is my first thing that I've like booked basically yeah I'm like yeah it's like extremely hard because like I want to go and produce I want to like do it and then go tell them how to edit it or like i want to be like well this is what this should be and then it was like really hard watching the first because they had one episode before mine okay and that was that was really really tough to see how they what direction they were going and i had like really bad anxiety knowing mine was next knowing like they could make me look like an idiot they could just have all the scenes where i'm crying and never saying anything else or <laughs> they could montage of yeah, you or just hysterical. me saying something really funny and then crying and like like just having me look like i'm like maybe bipolar and then just being like ah and then just dancing. It's cool that you just have to surrender yes, to it, though. which is a huge lesson. Is like you. it's really, really hard when you, yeah, when you're like a director type or like you have been in control or you have a lot of, you know, creative ideas and like the development side. And then it's a totally different world. But I think it's such a good lesson to just be to sit back and see what happens. And also just like because there was like a couple things once that episode did come out where I'm like I felt the need to tell everyone that like something was edited. Okay. Um. And then, and then I eventually I'm like, why am I feeling the need to like tell everyone or correct this? It is what it is and no one cares. And it almost makes me look like a sore loser. Yeah. Like, why do I need, like, just cause I, like, I'm not saying that just cause I didn't get picked, but I was also just like, I was, I was blown away with how it was edited that I was like, well, I didn't say that. Like, it was like, a some, like they took the end of something I said. Yeah. And it was not, it was like the opposite of what the full sentence was. That I was just like, what? <laughs> and I think like, because like, if that's this, I think I've come a long way if that's the only thing that I had that was like, oh. But then I was like, I don't even need to tell anyone about that either. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's, what's done is done. You shined. And I had a great time. And now we're moving on to like, we're here we are, middle of January. We've got two more weeks left. Yeah. And 
we, I work at, I mean, everything they'd say I do in that episode, it's true. I'm not lying. I feel like some people are lying. <laughs> totally. That I'm like, well, because everyone's like, do you want to hang out? I'm like, no, I literally do all those jobs, guys. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I'm really working at a yoga studio and I'm really doing all those other jobs. So you told me about this list that you made and I want to talk about like manifesting and just certain goals because I feel like it's a good reminder for everyone, especially me and people listening, you know, like let's stay on track. Let's keep the ball rolling. So maybe you can touch on some of it. Right. So one of the things is, um, well, we, so I work at a yoga studio. I take a lot of classes. One of the things they've been, we've been talking about in the classes is don't be so hard on yourself. A lot of people, a lot of people are just like, it's a new year, new me. Like I'm not going to drink. It's dry January or whatever, sober January. I'm going to only eat, you know, whatever. And it's really, really restrictive goals. And I think that just saying like don't be so hard on yourself also when you make goals you need to make sure that they're not grounded in like do less of or don't do certain things like look at your list if you've written it down or just rethink your goals and if you're something like i want to like i want to drink less or don't drink alcohol think about how you can change that to drink more water or um walk more or just don't like, don't have your goal be something you're limiting or taking like, because your mind when you're manifesting or when you're doing mantras, it doesn't know the difference between don't or do. It only will hear alcohol. So it's going to be really hard for you when you are tempted to say yes or no. Like it, It's going to be and like alcohol will keep appearing mm-hmm. because it's manifesting it because you you have that as it's like on the list. So don't even put it on the list. If that's something you don't want to have as much of just have something, have substitute it with something that you can replace it with that you would rather have more of. So you want to think of like those types of things or like, let's say I want to eat help. I don't want to eat so much sugar. I don't want I like, well, technically one of mine, I, I have a real big sweet tooth and I live above a little store and like and it closes at midnight and so a lot of times like healthy places are closed and i'll just go downstairs and get like snickers or like chocolate or so i like i'm a hummingbird i live off of water and sugar (laughs) and i um and so one of my goals like i want to stop eating shit yeah so i i don't want to say that because then i'm literally going to probably start eating poop or something yeah we don't want that (laughs) no but so instead i so my goal now is i want to start cooking more for myself at home I want to cook more healthy options and have leftovers. So when I'm hungry late at night, I have them. Not saying anything about candy, because if I say candy, I'm going to eat it. You're going to go straight to the candy. And it's going to like be given to me for free. So you just have to think about how you're wording them. So that's a reset for like, look at your goals and look at how you're wording them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the things that made me think of this that I want to talk about was that one of my mantras that I said was, uh, it's the only one I have about love this year because I'm still kind of on a reset from that is that um, I'm worthy of love and I accept love in all forms it comes to me. That's the only one I wrote down and I thought I'd like be more s- specific and revisit it later because a lot of the other ones were about money and career and stuff. Um, yeah, so I literally wrote that down on Sunday and then on Tuesday, this was last week, mm-hmm. uh, I'm working at the yoga studio and I'm alone at the front desk And a man came in front of the studio and sat in the outdoor patio and just started jacking off to me. (gasps) What? 
And I was like, I really got to rethink this mantra. <laughs> he was really loving I himself. need to rethink this. What? Well, I didn't think it. Yeah, it was when. So the cops came, took him away. And then. Was he like a homeless person? <laughs> it's so funny. It's everyone's first question. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he was well. But I don't know where had he, he lived. Had he just taken a class? Or no, he, he was like. Up? I guess he was kind of crazy. And, and he had been wandering around, I guess, earlier in the day. And, and that's like a really nice area, too. Yeah. I mean, you know. You know, you know, shit bad happens. things happens in every year. In every year, what did I just say? Bad things happen in all the areas. Yeah, which is how good your PR is on hiding it. Um, yeah. So then, before, so that was at the beginning of the class that was in session. And then before that class got out, this guy, this other guy comes in. He's like, he looks like maybe, I guess maybe nineteen. And he's like, hey, do you guys have any water? And I was like, for sale? Yeah. And he was like. Uh, just like I just need a sip of something so I gave him like I told him where the free water was like with the cups and the yeah. and then he comes out and he's just standing there like sipping it awkwardly and I was like what's up dude he's like do you go to LMU <laughs> and I was like you're cute um, but meanwhile I'm, I'm like trying to get stuff there's something you have to do right before the class is out and I'm like trying to do it like trying to get it all ready so I can take it in but you can't really like leave that area if someone's there yeah and he's like uh, I didn't really need water I just want to tell you you have really pretty eyes and I was wondering if I could get your number and I was like, oh, um, thanks, but like, no. And he was like, what do you mean, no? I'm like, just no. He's like, why? I'm like, because I don't want to give you my number. And it started getting weird. Oh, my God. And I'm like, alone. Like, it just like felt very weird, especially because of what had just happened. Yeah. That I got like this pit in my stomach. And he's just like, I don't understand why. And then I started to say, because something weird, and I was going to say, like, just happened. But then I decided not to tell him and not to engage him. I was like, because it's something weird. It's been a weird year. <laughs> and he's like, I'd love to hear about that year <laughs> over drinks. <laughs> and I go, you're very persistent. Um, but I'm 36 years old. And when I say no, I mean no. Oh, my God. And he's like, you're 36? Oh. And then he finally left. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just drop your But age. also just like, also the first time I said no should have been enough. Yeah. And like almost that enraged me a little bit more than the man jacking off outside. Because at least he didn't come into my work <laughs> and freaking bother me. So I mean, he was still sitting outside in public area. We need to get more specific with this accepting exactly. of love mantra. So then, if, <laughs> so those two things, I'm like, I do not accept all forms of love. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't do that. I reject the, these four. So I'm like, I definitely need to be more specific. So that's why you have to kind of cater them to being better. Yeah. And then, um, but with, I've been very specific about money and like, I want to be, you know, I want to have so much money that I have to get like a business manager and all these things. And I've been on a good roll with like all my other jobs and I've just been, you know, successful and I, I see good things coming in and I'm on a roll. One of the things I recommend also that I think we forget to do is celebrating the like mm -hmm. little wins along the way, you know, because there are times where we're going to fall. There are times where you might not get that job or that audition or the date might not work out. And without celebrating the wins like that stuff, I feel like seems like it's so much worse, you know, so I think that should be also a big thing this year is really being like, wow, I did that, or that was awesome, or that really went well, and trying to genuinely live in that happiness and that like joy. Yeah. And I think if things don't work out, there's a reason. Yeah. I don't even care about that stuff anymore. Yeah. I just move on. I'm like, if it didn't work out, it didn't work like, out. Thank you. Next. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I think like, what can I learn from this? What can I improve on? What was my, like, what's my side of the street is all you can do. Yeah. Like, what can I do differently? What can I improve upon or apologize for? And then, 
And then like, why didn't I have a good time or whatever it was? And then move on and like, let it go. And one of the other things also, I feel like the more you put out kindness wise towards others and not in a selfish way, not like, don't do it to get something back. But like anytime you're having negative thoughts, I I think I just heard Ed Milet talking about this on the Skinny Confidential. Anytime you're having negative thoughts or you're having a bad day, the best go-to is to try to brighten someone else's day up because in doing that, it's going to make you feel better. Yeah, it will. And it will also help someone else out or like really try to notice. I don't know if you posted this. Just everyone's going through shit. Everyone has something that's going on. So if you just project kindness to them, like that might help them out a million times more than just like going about your own thing, staying just locked into your phone and not, you know, acknowledging other people's existence. Well, yeah. And then I think that's also what's great is that like if you are having a bad day, like the best thing is like just go to bed <laughs> reset <laughs> tomorrow's reset. a new day and like that's what we were just talking about how it's so funny that like like if, if you screw up if you flubbed up your goals like i think it's so funny that people are like well i screwed up my goal you know what i'll try again next year <laughs> that is ridiculous <laughs> it's so weird well i had a carb so looks like i'm gonna be carb <laughs> i looks like i'm gonna have pasta for the rest yeah, of 2020 pizza for dinner i'll try again next decade <laughs> it's like what i mean why do we do this every january too it's like so annoying I, like so one thing i did do last year too is i didn't set goals until halfway through the year because i was like i don't know i don't need to do it right now yeah i was like I i'm kinda, feeling good i was like i also kind of always set goals like i set like little like monthly i do monthly main goals and oh, i do weekly good. goals and i've always done that since i was a kid because i was obviously very driven so type a. and well and i just do but they're like little ones so i started doing the bigger ones that you do in january kind of looking lie like i just started looking at that more like seriously as i got older like mm, let's just do like one per month yeah and not do all of them and january it feels daunting, so daunting. <laughs> who can hold themselves to such standards no it's a lot. Yeah. I have one thing that okay. I've definitely read on the podcast before. My mom sent me this and I feel like it's just something, a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a good one too. Oh, good. Guys, we're good sharing one. so much. Send me your well, mantras and goals. I have a good one goals. that will go along with this too is that um, I am doing therapy this year too and that has been a big shift for me mm-hmm. and it's really, really helpful and I feel like a lot healthier and um, one thing I shared with her that I had read somewhere, I don't know where, and she was like, I'm going to use this. I love this. And she re- now she re- she tells me it back. What is it? Um, is that it's if you're feeling depressed, it's because you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling anxious, it's because you're worried about the future. If you're feeling happy, you're right here in the present. Oh. And so if you, the more in the present you can be, the happier you'll be. And yeah. if you're feeling anything besides happiness, then just be in the moment. And try to focus on right here. Just do some breaths and be right here and focus on right now and what what you have to be happy for right now. Like, like, I'm so basic. I'm always like, well, I can walk. I can breathe. Yeah. And like, that's, that is a miracle. People that, the people that can't have that. Like, we are so fortunate. Or like, I have a roof over my head. Mm -hmm. I have a family I enjoy hanging out with. Like, there's like, like, I start really small and then I keep going and going and going. And I think because like a lot, I'm now I'm around all these yoga people all the time, but like, they always do gratitude lists all the time. But I've never been a, I just don't know why I can't get into that. I think it's because it involves like, more work than I know I want to do. <laughs> I want to do other work on other things, but I, I feel can, like these are all very simple things. That yes, we can, but I can think about it, and yeah. I feel like that helps me stay in the moment. And it's true when I'm depressed, it's because I'm like focusing on what you what has happened to me. Oh, one hundred percent. Or even just yesterday, if I had a bad day, 
And also if something shitty happened to you, you're still thinking about what just happened to you. Think about right now and how you can change it. Yeah. So going back to like, and so like celebrating the wins and like all of that, it's like, you're like live in the moment. Like I was just on a TV show on freaking Fox. Like that's amazing. That's so cool. And like that's in the past now, but still like it's a great thing. And like we're still kind of, I'm going to like, you know, still be happy about it. And I just had an audition in a bathing suit today and I did it and I was about to pass, but that's in fear. So I'm happy that I did it. So I celebrated today with my girlfriend at lunch. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I. It's funny because I feel like I, for so long, I would work myself up and like look forward to like a big event or a big show or whatever. And then the second the event, the show, whatever finished, I'd get depressed. Well, and you probably had such anxiety about before. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really trying to, my mantra for this year is not sweat the small stuff and to just kind of like know that like everything usually does fall into place (laughs) and to enjoy it and be like, even when I did that Sopranos con thing, I was like physically like making myself ill before it because I was so stressed out and worried and I was living in fear because I didn't know what to expect. And it ended up being like the best weekend of my entire life. Like it was incredible, like top five best things. And then after it was done, I definitely like lived in that like, wow, that fucking happened. That was so cool. But also got depressed because I was like, it's over. I think anxiety I struggle with a lot because like for the for your for example SopranoCon like mm-hmm. did I say that right SopranoCon <laughs> SopranoCon 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 assy yeah. um I feel like it's like really hard to not get anxious when you also know you have to prepare for something like mm-hmm. you have to pack you have to plan outfits you have to I had to buy merch I had to yeah set up or like booth. and you have to like plan a set or yeah. you have to I don't know how to not think about the future if you also have to prepare for something. Yeah. Like even this morning when I was getting ready for an like I was not nervous, but I had to prepare myself for an audition. And then I was like, as that those activities are happening, as you're planning to go to something, you just get anxious. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like a weird thing that you have to battle with. And I don't really know... I think it's living in the fact that like you have accomplished certain things and that like you kind of have to trick yourself into being like, I got this. And if I don't, it's okay. I said my, I have a mantra. This I'm real. This is one I've said the most so far this year because I have it based on that quote that I said is that I love myself right now. I love myself who I am inside, outside, how I look. Um, and how I think and how I act right here, right now in this moment. And I say that because I don't, I know what it means to me. I also know it's based in that quote of like the anxiety in the past and future and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said that to myself like 20 times this morning because I was feeling so anxious about getting ready, but I was like, they're going to like me how they like, they're going to like me or they're not. It doesn't really fucking matter. Exactly. I love myself and I want to feel confident. And this is the only way I, I was like, I'm great. I, I'm like, this is who I am. Like, I can't worry about like losing weight today. <laughs> it's not going to You know happen. what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and also like the more I've said that and like now, cause I'm like in my yoga classes when we're in Shavasana, which is just laying down on the floor. That's like, all I'm doing is just like saying that over. I find my mind just going to that mantra and like going like, I love myself. Like, I think it's also cause I'm trying to trick my mind to believing it. Yeah. Versus being, cause I'm, I've always been such a type A that I've always just been like, you can improve, you can be better, 
you know what I mean? And I'm very competitive. That I think that my mind's always been that, that I know that the more I say, the more I say, I love myself now, how I am, even if I'm a work in progress. Yeah. That if I skip even the work in progress and I say, I just love myself right now, how I am. That's all I need to worry about. Yeah. And like, if, even if I don't believe it, I, if, the more I say it, the, I eventually will. Totally. And I think it's, I already starting, I'm already starting to believe it just in the couple of weeks I've been saying it. I literally said it like 50 times today. So I'm like, fucking, I do. I'm the I was best. Like, I need to go. I need to masturbate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I never do that. That's gross. No, you, you do. Um, I definitely don't. <laughs> oh, well, you should start. Yeah, it's that's a different healthy. podcast. Um, Maybe when I go on dirty dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is something that I have okay. posted over my desk, and I feel like it relates to everything we're talking about. Um, and these are very simple, but they're good to remind yourself of. Um, and I'll put them in the podcast notes. Begin each day with a grateful heart. You cannot control the external world, but you can control your reaction to it. Finding forgiveness sets you free. Release the need to take things personally and send that person love and compassion. If you are taking things personally from someone, just be like, you know what? Good for them. (laughs) And then if you're being your authentic self, you have no competition. Like you're just being you. You're in your own lane. If someone doesn't want you, that's okay. They don't want what you're serving. Well, that someone else will. And then don't be a victim and work on the inside out. That's from your mom? Yeah, my mom sent that to me. Did she make those up herself? Bombshell, and I don't know where she got them. I should be quoting. Like, She's like, this is for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is for all of you meatballs listening. Um, I'd like to quote Katie Foray, because I know she'll probably listen. Ooh. To and this quote applies to a lot of things. And this is her favorite thing to say. Okay. You win some, you lose some, and then life goes on. Oh, I love it. And she literally will say that when I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, what happened to that guy you were dating? I thought you were excited about I'm like... You know what happens? She goes, you win some, you lose. <laughs> That's true. And then I'll tag on to that is my mom and my aunt Phyllis Caprio, they always used to say, it is what it is. And now they have a new mantra. Um, it's Kekatsu, which in Italian is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and so like anytime like anything ba- bad happens or like something out of your control, we're just like Kekatsu. And that's it. And it's just easy to just like, just say it and move the fuck on. Yeah. Um, Next speaking- time your mom asks, asks about... Phil. Uh, oh, you marrying my brother? Yeah. Just be like, you win some, you lose some, or it is what it is. Exactly. See what they do. Just use their own phrases back at them. <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect phrase to segue into just enough with Jacqueline. Woo! Guys, Um, we have a Super Bowl coming up. We have the big playoffs this weekend. It's a lot. I feel like this is the year of the underdog, which honestly, I like to... <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> that, that was great. I know I'm jealous. Of, with, I feel like we're in a podcast studio right now. Right now in the other room is the unsolicited podcast. They're recording with Tommy Caprio, Kelly Blackheart, Jack Hackett, and Justin Martindale. So you know what they say, the couple that podcast in rooms next to each other. Podcast some rooms next to each other. <laughs> Never talk to each other in person. <laughs> exactly. Just we kidding. just podcast. That's it. That's how we find out about how everything's listen going to my on. podcast, honey. You'll find out about it there. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like there's so much I could find out about from just listening. If to you that ever podcast, listened, no, which who's got time for that? You just have to listen to what's your jersey. Um, no. Uh, anyway, I feel like it is the year of the underdog. And it's weird because I felt like Jennifer Lopez was the underdog for the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't get nominated this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, football wise, 
yeah, you're right. I feel, she will. <laughs> we have different eventually. opinions. We have different opinions about that movie, but yeah. I know, yeah. I feel like I'm the only one that actually liked it. Um, there are people that liked it, but I don't think people that thought it was Oscar worthy or yeah. even Golden Globe. Nominee. It's funny because I stepped back and actually really evaluated and I was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but what are award shows after all? Um, what? I, um, I really think you need to go through because before this, we were prepping for the playoffs. Yes. How you feel about what's going to happen and what your team, I oh think, God, might I'm go to the Super Bowl. So excited. So I'm a big Niners fan. 49ers for those meatballs that don't really pay attention. Um, I mean, and if you don't pay attention, just Google Jimmy Garoppolo or just Jimmy G for those. I mean, I don't know how to spell his last name. He's a very, very hot. He's so hot. He's so hot. Um, which I'm not even that big of a fan of him. I'm just a Niners fan. But just, just so you know, I mean, basically, he'll probably be the next Bachelor. Um, probably. Yeah. So they're doing very well. They have had a great season, but that didn't seem to matter when it came to playoffs. Okay. Nope. Because the Baltimore Ravens were great. The Patriots were great. But did they lose to the Tennessee Titans? Yes. yes. Both of them did. <laughs> Insane. And you, I would have put money, like so much money on the Ravens. Yeah. Last weekend, yesterday, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Um, and the freaking Titans. I can't believe it. The Titans? What? Who? What's their mascot? Huh? What is a Titan? Uh, just a strong dude. Is it? Because their their helmet has a little there, flame ball on it. Uh, like King Titan. Wasn't that like the dad's name in like The Little Mermaid? Wasn't he Titan? Titus? Maybe. I don't King know. Trident. King Trident. Was that it? Yeah. I feel like there's something there. Maybe. That'd be a cool mascot. Right? Half Merman. <laughs> we can't run, but we can swim down the field. <laughs> I feel like that's the dolphins this year. <laughs> no, they did good this year, didn't they? I don't know. Well, they beat the Patriots, yeah. like, but it was still regular play. It, it was regular. Playoffs, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, I mean, it always counts for home court advantage. Um, yeah, so the Niners... I mean, we're down to the final four here, people. We've got the Patriots. I mean, sorry, the Packers. Not the Patriots. We're so used to saying the I Patriots. I know. That was weird. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the pa- the Patriots are out. People are so happy because the dynasty has, is taking a break. Um, We've got the, the Niners, the Packers, the Chiefs, and... The Titans. The Titans. <laughs> I was, like, I was thinking of a, trying to think of a joke with Patrick Mahomes, but it was found i was found wanting it's it's all good yeah so he's, we have, Mah- he's mahomey i don't even know who that that's is. kind of a joke M- mahomey oh patrick mahomey okay well anyway so um <laughs> i feel like you haven't watched the bachelor this season but i've peter, seen clips peter was like the third runner up for hannah and now he was the underdog he's now the bachelor and hannah is now coming back like begging to date him and he's like no bitch like, well it's funny because somebody on flirty dancing is also a pilot and he's friends with pilot p oh tell us scoop do you know that's all you know that's all you know cool cool um <laughs> great i'll find out more later yeah but i feel like the titans are like peter from the bachelor and yes. that's how you guys need to look at it like i feel like they They're might the come underdogs, out on top. and the I, I mean i want to make a call i just want to make a call that it's going to be like 
the Chiefs versus the Niners in the Super Bowl, but like, I mean, based on my record in these playoffs, I might be the Titans. It might be the Titans. I mean, remember the Titans? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> epic movie. Or don't even. I mean, don't discount or remember. I mean, remember them, but also like, don't judge them. Yeah, room for them. I'm like, I kind of want them to win now. Now I do. After this conversation, I feel like anyone that doesn't have a team that they're like invested in for the playoffs, I feel like we should all be Team Titans. But I also feel like to be to be real sport sporty. Uh-huh. I feel like they were at an advantage because they had they were the only team that had not played the Baltimore Ravens all regular season, mm-hmm. which all the analysts were like, "This is going to be a real disadvantage for the Titans because they don't know what they're, what they're going to be up against." But the Baltimore Ravens didn't know what they were going to be up against. Yes, which I kept kind of thinking, but you know, I'm just thinking about the drama of it all like i like i just always am like they don't know what they're talking about they don't even know like and then i'm like oh it happened oh okay you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. well what about the other team they don't know what they're dealing with and then but i'm like but it's the baltimore ravens and they're really good this year they're definitely yeah. go- and i was like they're definitely going to the super bowl no so whatever i say is probably opposite i'm very happy but the niners the are going bowl. oh they're going they're i feel definitely like going i feel like no packers i feel like they're falling apart as a team, and I'm so surprised they've come this far because everyone like the co- there's just weird communication. Okay, and Aaron Rodgers is like such a baby. He's such a baby. Like he's always like, <laughs> I mean, I played good, but <laughs> he, I don't like that. He, he kind of throws shade. He does. Yes, and he kind of like. I mean, that's very that's re- reality television, and so, actually, his brother was on a reality. Oh television yeah, show. his brother now, the, Joel Fletcher. He was on The Bachelorette. They're engaged. They haven't gotten married yet. Remember when... Um, and he doesn't talk to his brother. Him and yeah. Aaron are not cool. He doesn't talk to any of his family. Yeah. So. Also, remember when he dated Olivia Munn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can pull... Some, isn't he married now? Or he's with that Danica Patrick? No. I'm I'm, I'm confusing everything. I don't I'm sorry, know. Meatballs. I don't know the scoop on Aaron Rodgers' sex Well, it's life. just funny because I feel like he's like... He's from where I'm from. There's like pictures of my friend's uh, husband who... And they're on a soccer... That, like You know the kid's soccer with the gold and the... Yeah, the blue. He's like, and he looks, he has like the same exact face, but as a kid, which I'd be like, is your kid sleeping enough? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's like from where I'm from. So it would be fun to watch them play the the Niners because like, I I feel like that kind of a, if you're from that area, you just want to be on the Niners. Yeah. Um, Him and Tom Brady are like. From that area. They're big Niners fans. They were. Yeah. uh, Well, just Bay Area. And then, yeah. And then it's like, I just, who wants to live in freaking Green Bay. Green Bay. Do we have any Green Bay? Wisconsin, well, I mean, if you have the choice out there, I would rather live in Miami like. or like yeah. San Diego. Oh, well, there's no team there anymore. No. Las Vegas. Oof, yeah. Oh, this one's really good. What? Was it you that was telling me this? Somebody. Gavin was telling me. My brother was telling me that um, the new Oakland Raiders, well, they'll be the Las, a- Las yeah. Vegas, that their new stadium, they've been showing pictures of it. Yeah. It looks like. It's like all black and shiny. It looks like the Death Star. Oh, it does. I drove by it when I was oh in my Vegas God. and I was like, whoa. I was like, now I was like, I know some people that will probably be fans just for that. Yeah. No. You're one of them. <laughs> I am definitely one of them. I got chills I when I like, drove by the black stadium. black and shiny? Yeah. Ooh. That's what I want. It, it looks like a literal black card. <laughs> like I want to go for stadium. games and then like go to all the shows. I love Vegas. So fun. I love it too. I, I'm performing at Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club, I think April 9th. Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to say, you said that you're performing in, sorry, I want you to, sorry, go ahead and say that again. No, that's, it's 
far down the road, but I think it's April 9th. It's um, a Thursday. So either April 8th or 9th, it's um, Jill Kimmel has a show at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club. So I'm really excited about that show. So I'll be in Vegas. And I think I'm doing a bachelor party in Vegas for that whole weekend. So I'll try to book up more shows. So I would love to see you guys there, but I'll post all that stuff. You said that you're doing a show in Palm Springs on the 19th, which is a Saturday, but it's actually, yeah. that's a Sunday. So are you doing it on the 18th or the 19th? Oh, uh, the 18th. Sorry. Okay, great. I just want to, I was like, Wait, no, we're the worst. Comedians are the worst when it comes to like promoting shows. Well, you just know to get verbally. somewhere. <laughs> You're like it's Saturday, so I'm going. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm going. I don't know, but yeah, that'll that'll also be. Your, it's I love the venue it's at. It's so fun. So yeah, it's called the Sand Trap. Anyway, that's what I call my vagina, the Sand Trap. So dry, <laughs> so dry. No action. Oh God! Just kidding. I'm a flirty dancer. You're a flirty dancer. Well, you're such a delight, Haley Hansen. Um, thank you for briefing us on the playoffs this weekend. I feel like everyone now you are such a delight. Uh, everyone knows who to root for now. Um, do they? Do they? Niners or Titans? Niners of the Titans or Aaron Rodgers bags? <laughs> um, is there anything you want to promote or say? Um, I just want to tell thoughts? everybody to. Not give up on themselves. Ooh. <laughs> As she I, said that, she's knocking over. Um, not give up on yourselves. Find happiness. If you feel stuck. Oh, my God. You're fine. Um, if you feel stuck at all, like you like, oh, well, that'd be nice to find my happiness if I could quit my job. You can still find something that makes you happy and just do a little something every day until you can make a full-time job change or whatever, even if it's getting your nails done or just writing a little bit or going for a walk on lunch versus eating at your desk. Yeah. Just do a little something for yourself because you are the most important thing because without you being happy, you can't make other people happy and you are important because without everyone in the world, the world doesn't work. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to like stitch that on a pillow. I don't something. know if that even made sense. Or frame it. But know. you know what I mean? Like it, it's all, we're all connected and everyone's energy should be good, baby. Right? I feel like the more you project just happiness and positivity, even though if you, you got to fake it sometimes, the more it'll actually rub off on other people. Yeah. But it's totally okay if you don't feel it too. I feel like people can relate to any of it. Yeah. I, also- I just feel like it's like, it's like fine to feel whatever and just be yourself and find your tribe and just try different things until you do find something you like. I um, normally at the end of the podcast have you do like a read of a Lady Gaga song mm. or a Britney song, oh, yeah, but I would love to hear in your best New Jersey accent. Oh, I God. This was something I saw. I was in a crystal shop with <gasps> um, the main squeeze and I feel like this just resonates for everyone and everything we're talking about on this podcast. So can you just read this for us instead, please? You traumatized me. I'm trying to get her. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Work for, <laughs> Work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express, not to impress. Don't strive to make your presence noticed. Just make your absence felt. That was that was really epic. Thank you. I feel so like much. it was the combination of Rhode Island. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. There's a lot of Rhode Island Italians. That <laughs> I think you just made us all very happy. You made me very happy for being on this podcast. Can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Um, yes, I am at hh golden gal on Instagram and 
Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's really all that matters. Awesome. Well, you matter a lot. And to if me. you follow me and if you DM me that you heard the podcast, I will follow you back. Yes. And please, please, please rate, review, do five stars. Come to Playo Jam. Come to Playo Jam. Flirty dance next to me. Yes. There you go. Um, meatballs, I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And please reach out. What's your jersey podcast at gmail.com or DM me at Jacqueline Marfuji. Um, if you have any questions or you just want to say hi. And yeah, I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. Go teams, playoffs, all the things. Ow! Ow! And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.